You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, yet again this week. So today I'm interviewing a man named John McDonald, and he is from thegood.com. They are trusted conversion experts, and they are my next door neighbors here in Portland, Oregon. So small world, right? Well, John and I had a really awesome conversation about conversion, and that is only what happens when people come to your website and how John and his company modify things to get people to convert. They don't care about traffic. They don't care about anything. All they care about is how to get people to convert once they're on your website. So it was a really great conversation. He dispelled a myth, the common myth of change a little headline and then do some more testing and change a little of this and change a little of that and then do some more A-B testing. He actually recommended that you make big sweeping changes to your landing pages. So make sure you listen in so you can find out more about that and how to increase conversions on your website. But before we tune into that, I have a couple of things I want to discuss. First of all, you know we have a new segment here on the Traffic and Leads podcast, and that is telling you a question that popped up on our Traffic and Leads Ultimate Membership Program. So for those that don't know what that is, essentially go to trafficandleadsmembership.com, 49 bucks a month. We will hold your hand through this whole online traffic and leads generation thing. You don't have to sign a contract, but essentially I know a lot of you want to be doing this traffic and leads generation thing on your own, but you get stuck. Maybe your landing page stinks. Maybe your Facebook ads aren't working. Maybe you don't even know how to put your Facebook pixel on. Guess what? 49 bucks a month, me and my awesome traffic and leads generation team will hold your hands through that. Of course, you can always hire us to do such things because we know how to generate traffic and leads. But if you're interested and want to do it on your own, we'll hold your hand. It's a simple $49 hold your hand fee. Very cool. So one of the questions that popped up this week in my traffic and leads membership program was, hey, Lindsay, I'm running Facebook ads and I'm getting like a lot of people looking at it, but no one's liking, no one's commenting. Like, Facebook's telling me people are enacting, but I don't see any proof of that. Well, come to find out, she was actually running her ad to a little thing called the Audience Network. Now, I created a video at OneClickLindsay.com to explain exactly what this is, but it's a default that will basically run your ads to a whole bunch of uh, articles and apps through Facebook. This is really great for warm traffic, but not so hot for cold traffic, and she was wasting a lot of money there. So the Traffic and Leads Ultimate Resource Membership Program actually saved her a lot of money, a lot more than the $49 a month she was paying us. So make sure you check that out. The other thing that I wanted to start doing on the Traffic and Leads podcast is to give a little shout out for one of my favorite Traffic and Leads resources. Maybe it's a cool blog that I like to read or some tools like in your quest for Traffic and Leads, the more information, the merrier, right? So today I want to highlight my favorite WordPress plugin called 
Thrive Themes. Go to thrivethemes.com. And what is it? It's a WordPress plugin. You pay $99, at least at the time of this recording, $99. One-time fee. You can install this on your WordPress website. And you can make pop-ups and landing pages and all sorts of like opt-in magic on your website through one $99 purchase. Now, there's cool software that does this. Many of you probably use lead pages. Other of you might use uh, ClickFunnels. Yes, totally valid programs, but they're not $99 for a one-time purchase. So all of my new Traffic and Leads clients that aren't ready to like spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on Traffic and Lead generation, I get them installed here with thrivethemes.com. Um, in their WordPress website, it gives you conversion ratios. It allows you to do A-B testing. It's a very awesome plugin. So check that out, especially if you're paying like, you know, the 50 bucks a month or whatever you guys are paying for lead pages. This is a lot better. So check it out. If you have questions, you can always email me at lindsay at oneclicklindsay.com. You can spell that however you want. So... Now that we have the housekeeping out of the way, let's jump into my interview with John McDonald and how to get people to convert once they come to your website. Hey, John, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. Uh, We appreciate having you on today. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. I'm super excited to be here. Sure. So as I told everyone in the intro, you're going to give us all the secrets to increasing the conversion rates on our websites. Perfect. Let's uh, do what we can to make your website a conversion machine. Okay. So let's, let's start at the beginning. What's the number one thing that we can all do to improve the conversion rate on our website? Well, I think that the biggest mistake that even small businesses and large businesses alike make, is that they continue to market at a consumer when they reach the website. I think what needs to be understood is that once a consumer reaches your website, your marketing has won. At that point, there's only two goals that the consumer has once they've gotten to your website. They want to research your product or your service and understand if you can solve their pain or their need. And two, they want to purchase that product or understand where to get that service as quickly and easily as possible. Anything beyond that really does, just gets in the way of converting. Okay, fair enough. And then I do, I do want to be clear as we're talking about conversion rates. Are you talking about conversion rates on just your regular website that has all the home about contact us, like your, you know, your, your cornerstone website? Or are you talking specifically about landing pages or both? Well, I'm talking about every page on the website because when you think about it, I think a lot of marketers like to use the term landing page as a specific page you're driving traffic to uh, for a specific purpose. And that's a great definition. But I like to think of it as a little more broadly that a landing page is any page on your website that a consumer lands on first. And what we've seen over the years at The Good is that that's really, the homepage is really only about 40% of that traffic. So that means 60% of your traffic is landing on some other page on your site. That means that that page has to connect and convert that consumer, that visitor into a buyer as quickly as possible. Okay, so can you give us, can you dive into a case study and give us like a real hardcore example of this is kind of what the page looked like before we did XYZ and voila, 
some magic happened. Sure. I think a great example is uh, one of our clients, Diane James Home. They're based out of Connecticut. They make faux floor arrangements. And the challenge that we found was that when you went to their website, it was uh, a wall of flower arrangements. They all looked beautiful, but they were priced at, you know, $300 to $500. And consumers, it would immediately bounce. And the challenge was, was that any page that you landed on their website did not clearly explain that their products were faux flowers. And so there was this price anchoring effect of, well, I can go to 1-800-Flowers and, and get it okay for, you know, $45. Why would I spend 10 times that here? And so it's all about understanding what the consumer was looking to do as part of their research. So consumers would type in floor arrangements and they would end up on, on Diane James' website. And instead of having a good understanding that these flowers would last forever, that you didn't have to continually buy new ones, that these were of much higher quality than what you would get at a, at a craft store, for instance, they were having this price anchoring effect and immediately assumed that they were just way too expensive. As soon as we made it very clear on every page of the site that they were selling faux floor arrangements that were much higher end and would last forever, then their conversion rates went up over 35% within a couple of months of us working with them, and they grew their online revenues by over 50% in that same amount of time. Wow. Just by, did you do anything else to the website except for make it clear that they were fake flowers? That's where we started because as part of our process at The Good, we conduct an initial audit of all of our client sites. And really what we're trying to do as part of that audit is look at both the qualitative and quantitative data. And it's really important that you're using data to make decisions, right? We, we are always trying to be a steward for utilizing data and making data-backed decisions. What we found was that in doing user testing, that every consumer who reached the site had that price anchoring effect. They thought, wow, this is 10 times more expensive than what I could get a regular flower arrangement for. I don't know why that is. And they were immediately confused. And it became very apparent to us through that testing that they did not understand it was a faux floral arrangement. And so uh, where we started was where we thought the biggest roadblock convergence was, which was, let's make sure it's really clear what we're selling and what the benefits are here. And make sure that that happens on every page, every product detail page, every category page, uh, the pages that are about the company, inside their blog posts, for instance, uh, things of that sort. Awesome. What else did you do to the website outside of this fake flower mention? Yeah, so we've been working with this company for well over a year now, and we've done a whole bunch of stuff around user experience on the site as well, making sure that um, products were easy to see, that uh, you know, when you're looking at a floor arrangement, it's a very 3D Product, right? You want to see all the sides. You don't want to just see one picture. And also um, doing things like helping to emphasize the uh, longevity of the product. So we've been working with them to help them build up some content around that. One of the things that we looked at was um, filming over 30-day time, side-by-side, a live bouquet and, uh, of course, the faux uh, bouquets that matched in, in design as similar as they could make them. And um, having that time-lapse photography really gets across the point within a matter of a few seconds that the uh, you know, faux floral is going to last forever. 
and uh, it's a great selling benefit. Interesting. Um, can you tell me, like, did you guys help increase traffic to this website, or where was the traffic coming from? Was it receiving traffic already? Yeah, so what I like to say is that here at The Good, we only focus on improving the consumer experience on your website once somebody has reached it. We don't necessarily help you drive traffic to your site. There are people who are experts at that, uh, you know, all of the SEM firms and, and whatnot. Uh, however, once somebody is at your site, we often found that there is this need for, for businesses to better understand why people didn't convert. What were all the desertion points, the roadblocks, uh, the challenges that consumers were having once they got into the site? In fact, a lot of our customers end up coming from SEM and SEO firms that have been driving a ton of traffic to the site, but they're not seeing that return on investment because the uh, the client has a leaky funnel, if you will. So uh, interesting. We don't. Yeah. So so what we found was this niche with um, conversion rate optimization and helping brands to better connect with their consumers' uh, desires on their website. So uh, we don't help them drive traffic. We only help them convert the traffic that's coming to their site. Okay, so that being said, my guess is is that you will only accept clients that have X amount of traffic. Otherwise, you're not going to have anything to test with. True? That is true. I think that what we have found is that there needs to be a minimum level of traffic in order to do appropriate A-B or multivariate testing. So that is one of the outcomes of what we do. Um, and it's, you know, you have to have a, enough traffic coming to your site to be able to reach what's called statistical significance or, again, uh, enough data to, to make a decision over whether variant A or variant B is producing better results. Now, the, the result is that we could let any test run for several months and eventually get to an outcome with a low traffic site. However, it makes it real hard for us to get a return on investment for our clients if we wait that Right. So what is that number? How much traffic would you say needs to run to a site before you start getting real serious about conversion rate optimization? Yeah, I would say that any brand that has more than 5,000 unique visitors to their site a month um, can start getting some, some good relevance. Now, here at The Good, we typically want to work with brands that have, you know, fifteen to 20000 a month. Um, that's just so we have some, some limiter in there. However, you can reach statistical significance with as few as 5000 a month, depending on what you're testing. And if you have less traffic, you definitely want to do bigger tests. So don't waste your time testing a button color change or headline copy change necessarily. You want to go for big changes because those big changes are going to be able to prove out a lot quicker. Then as your traffic grows, you can then start testing smaller things. So big changes might be uh, things such as uh, you know, complete page layout changes or changing up uh, all of the copy on a page variant and trying that. That's fair. So um, a lot of people are are told like when they're when they're doing A B testing, maybe even like on a Facebook ad or definitely on a lead page, a landing page, that you don't want to change too many things at once because then you won't know where uh, like what what the effect is, like what what the what the big thing was that made such a difference, right? And so, are you saying if you get less traffic to kind of do two different, completely different versions and see which one wins because with the lower amount of traffic, like that's just the better way of A-B testing? Exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, we've um, 
tried to, to work with smaller sites over the years, and what we've always found is that the big tests will prove out improvements much quicker. And I, I can understand where you might, where those other um, people might be coming from and saying that you know, it could get confusing to do a whole bunch of small things and you wouldn't know what works well. The reality is, is you have to start somewhere. And the best place to start, we found, is to um, start with the big tests and, and go from there. And then you can always whittle it down and try smaller things once you have a, a proven is part of your agency, so it seems like with this with this faux flowers, and I keep saying fake, I should totally say faux. With this faux flowers, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> with the faux flowers, gal, no um, it seems like if you would have shown that to a potential client, they would have pretty much been like, yeah, I'm not buying. Like, how did you come to that? Was it someone in your agency that's like, it's not obvious that these are fake? Like, how, I mean, that seems like a huge thing. Who came up with that? Who decided that? Yeah, so we have conversion strategists and data scientists and um, those who are researchers in charge of user testing on our team here at The Good. And what you know, we like to always say is we don't have all the answers, but we know how to find them. Again, being a steward for that data, right? So when we did user testing, it was a recurring theme that we kept seeing come up in user testing that consumers were anchored to that high price and they didn't understand the benefit. And they also often would say, well, why would I buy these flowers when I can go get flowers at my local corner store for a lot less? So we kind of put together, one of our strategists said, well, this is obviously a price anchoring concern. And it's very obvious that um, consumers aren't understanding the benefits of, of what flow flowers can bring to the table. So um, you know, it was uh, one of the, the members of our team who, who made that observation. Again, as part of the, the first month of working with our clients, we always do that deep dive audit and uh, look at all of the data that comes in and, and try to sort the changes that we believe need to be made over the following months of working together based on return on investment. So the highest areas that are going to get the biggest gains are the ones we attack first. And if consumers are bouncing off of a site because they just don't understand what the product is offering and what the benefit is, that's obvious uh, to us anyway. It's the first thing that needs to be solved. Fair enough. Okay, let's talk a little bit about tools. Tell me what tools you guys use that you could not live without. Yeah, on a daily basis, we're deep into tools like, uh, well, we'll start from analytics, right? We use Google Analytics quite a bit. I think the, the you know, biggest mistake that everybody uses with Google Analytics is they just pay attention to the default reports. You know, they give you some great reports out of the box, uh, the problem with Google Analytics is those are all vanity metrics. So everything like number of visitors, time on site, things like that that are often on the first page of Google Analytics reports are, are not that helpful for helping you uh, increase your conversion rates. So Okay, what, are, what, what kind of metrics are? Yeah, I'm so, not going to let you get away from that. Of course, Go ahead. yeah. So there's a couple of great things to be looking at in Google Analytics. The first is um, there's a, a nice view of what paths consumers are taking through your site and where the drop-off points are. That's really helpful because you can look at what the desertions are out of your site and under, go to those pages to try to understand what's causing people to desert there. So that's the first thing. It's a, it's a view that comes default. Uh, you just have to click around and understand what it's uh, called paths. And um, the, the second is, you know, I mentioned time on site. A lot of Brands we end up working with think that if they have a really low time on site, say, you know, 
20, 30 seconds at a minimum, that they need people to stick around longer on their site in order to convert them. We've actually found that's quite the opposite. Uh, there's a couple of, of things to say about that. The first is that you know, if, you're, if a consumer is coming to your site and they're able to accomplish their tasks in under a minute, that means that they're doing their research, they're able to determine if you're the best fit, and leave. And what that means is they're doing it as part of their research cycle, and then they'll be back. We often see the consumers who come back to the site a second time as part of that research convert about 60 to 70% more. So you really want to pay attention to the second visitor as well, not just the first visitor, right? So somebody who's coming back that second time. Secondly, uh, most brands we talk to think, you know, well, if, if I'm being very clear about who I can help and, and maybe I'm, I'm getting people to bounce off my site who aren't a good fit, but maybe they were still going to give me money. Look, I totally get that. Who doesn't want to convert every single visitor that comes to their site? The challenge is that your site needs to almost repel as much as it's attracting. You need to be very clear about how you help and who you help. And anybody who doesn't fit that, it's okay if they bounce. So looking at time on site and bounce rate are two metrics that you know tend to trip up marketers more than help convert. Awesome. That's good information. Can you talk a little bit about more about repelling certain customers? Can you can you talk some more about that? I find that really interesting. Yeah, so I think it all starts with um, having a, a very clear positioning statement. What I mean by that is um, the benefit to the visitor, right? So look, if you're on uh, every page of a website, should say very clearly, immediately at the top of the page, how the visitor is going to benefit from being on that page. How are you going to help them? And is it going to help them in one of the only two things they're at your site to do? To research and understand if you're the best person or, or service or product, or two, if uh, you're going to help them be able to purchase that and convert. And so, you know, understanding very quickly whether a visitor is in the right place and on the right site is, uh, is great because then they'll bounce if they're not a good fit and you're not going to be wasting your time. That's perfectly okay. Or they're going to stick around and really dive in and really feel like they're in the perfect place, which is going to convert in a much higher rate. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, let's go back to tools. I interrupted your list. No worries. Um, a great tool that I think everyone should be checking out is called Hotjar, H-O-T-J-A-R. If um, you guys haven't heard of Hotjar, it allows you to do um, all of the, the, the tracking and clicks and movements on your site. We're big believers that uh, every site should be tracking clicks and, and movements of every visitor who comes to their site. Of course, it's anonymous data, uh, but I think that it's important to understand uh, scroll maps, click maps, heat maps, understanding how people are engaging and what they're reading and what they're not reading. And um, it'll be, it's great information, especially once you start making decisions based on that data. You're able to say, well, you know, uh, a lot of people are watching this video. We should bring that higher up on the page. Or we have this really important content, but it's down below where people are scrolling, or maybe only 25% of people are seeing this content, so we should move it up higher on the page. So that information is really extremely helpful. Uh, another tool that we utilize uh, quite often uh, for AB or multivariate testing, there's a couple that we're certified partners with. Uh, the first is Optimizely. A lot of people may have heard of Optimizely. It's kind of the enterprise level offering. Uh, it's a great A-B testing platform. It's the first really solid testing platform. 
Um, however, we've uh, moved into using VWO uh, quite a bit, uh, Visual Website Optimizer. So um, that is a AB or multivariate testing uh, platform as well. And it's, uh, it's more geared towards the uh, small and medium-sized business market. And it works uh, extremely well. It uh, helps you to best understand which tests are performing the best. And it helps you to um, utilize that data to make improvements on your site. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Um, my guess is, is that you don't, you don't really care what tool is used as long as like a tool is used because you need those, you need to be able to compare conversion rates and stuff like that. And that's what those tools are all for. Yes? Yes, exactly. So as long as you have an analytics uh, platform, as long as you have some way of collecting on-site data, you know, Crazy Egg is a, is a big heat mapping uh, platform, for instance, uh, kind of a, a competitor to Hotjar to some degree. Uh, Hotjar has a lot of other features that allows you to do on-site surveys um, and things of that sort. So it, it's a much more complete package where Crazy Egg is just uh, heat mapping. Um, and then a multivariate testing tool set. So there's several of those out there as well. Um, we just have uh, landed on our two favorites. Awesome. So before I let you go, I do have a question about traffic. And I know you're not a traffic expert, so feel free to pass. But I am curious what your favorite kind of traffic is. What kind of traffic converts best? Which one are you like, yes, they have X amount of organic traffic or they're willing to spend $8,000 on Facebook traffic. What's your favorite kind of traffic? Yeah, well, I would say my favorite's always the highest converting, which I know may sound like a little bit of a cop-out, but the reality is that every single client we've worked with has had a different mix that works best for them. I will tell you that social traffic is very rarely at the top of that list for conversions, which I think to a lot of marketers doesn't seem like it makes sense because with Facebook and Twitter, you can really, really target. Uh, but what we find actually has worked best, and it is typically at the top of those conversions, is uh, if you're selling a product like an apparel company, something of that sort, being uh, featured in a uh, style or industry blog, typically drives really targeted conversions for people who are uh, in line with the niche that, that you're going after, right? So again, they're going to uh, read about you on, on that industry or, or say just fashion blog, and then click that link and they're, they're going to know exactly what they're getting into. When they visit your site, they're going to read that you, uh, your positioning statement or have a, a very clear message about how you can help them right up front. And then they're going to know they're in the right place. Um, so, you know, we've worked with uh, all different types of apparel brands. Uh, there's one called Fayette Chill, which is out of Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, they do um, outdoor uh, kind of equipment and apparel. And uh, it's, it's got kind of a broken feel to it at times, right? And so they've been featured for that type of feel in, uh, on industry apparel blogs. People click through who like that style, and they end up on the site, and they convert extremely highly because they know uh, what they're coming for. Awesome. All right, before I let you go, now you wrote a book. I'm, I want you to talk a little bit about that and anything else you want us to know. Yeah, well, the book is called uh, Stop Marketing, Start Selling. And it's a book that I wrote. Uh, it's been out about a year now. And uh, really, the idea behind this is that uh, the good has been in business about nine years. And we often encounter uh, businesses that are uh, you know, getting started or maybe have below that 20000 and, uh, or maybe they just want to be able to try some of these conversion techniques themselves. So what we decided to do is put together a book of uh, what has worked well for us and the lessons that we've learned over the years.
years in conversion rate optimization. And starting with that mindset, again, of understanding what the top tasks of why consumers are visiting your website and how to deploy tactics around that that are going to be helpful for the consumer. And also how to kind of get out of your own way. I often like to say it's really hard to read the label from inside the jar, right? So it's really helpful to have somebody to kind of um, give you a little bit of perspective on what your consumers are looking to do and for you to have some techniques to better understand how to get your consumers involved in the process of evolving your website. And so the book is full of um, all of that type of information and uh, it's available on Amazon and on uh, thegood.com slash book. So uh, feel free to, to pick up a copy. Awesome. Thank you, John. We really appreciate having you on the show today. So what did you guys think of that interview with John McDonald? It was really cool to chat with him. Um, yes, at trafficandleads.com, we get really into A-B testing and conversion rates and all of this, but I always love chatting with another professional. They give me a lot of really great ideas that we can go try on our customers. And I mean, there's just a million ways to do this online lead generation. So to keep other professionals close to us is always a really good idea. So I think my favorite part of that interview was when he went against what we all were taught where on A-B tests, you only change a little headline and then go test. And then you change a little this and go test because we've been taught that if you change the whole thing, you don't know what was the successful part of that. But if you're low on budget, and this is actually what we've always done at trafficandleads.com, you just make two completely different pages, maybe a long one and a short one and see which one converts. So I think that was a really great lesson there with John, and I appreciate him being on the show with us. So before we go, if we taught you something today, and if you like the show, make sure you go leave us a review. Pretty please. I would really appreciate it. And make sure you visit our website at oneclicklindsay.com or trafficandleadspodcast.com. And, oh, of course, the Traffic and Leads Ultimate Membership Program at trafficandleadsmembership.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys next week. Next week.